Jeremy Jordan and Dave McCann here. On the latest BYU Sports Nation, we built our ideal Big 12 football schedules for the 2024 season. What matters most about the schedule to us? On the next episode, we'll look ahead to number 18, BYU's basketball test at UCF. to discuss how the night's upset of Kansas changes our expectations for this men's showdown. Listen on demand, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. You're tuned in live at noon Eastern for BYUSN, always here on BYU Radio. Next on BYUSN with 233 days until kickoff. What's your ideal Big 12 football schedule game order? Where's Utah and where are the two bye weeks? Blake Fowler on the schedule. Men's Hoops' first two Big 12 games and the gotta-have-it game at surprising UCF Saturday. Big upsets in the Big 12. The hits just keep on coming as two more favorites go down in the toughest conference in America. What does it all mean for BYU? And the man who once fell down and got back up and won a championship, Kenneth Rooks, is in studio as he launches his professional career. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. We're brought to BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, January 11th. Great to have you. I'm Jerem Jordan. He is a big fan of throwback uniforms. Dave McCann. You know, when you throw back, we throw back to our childhood, and that's always a fun place to go back. If you're throwing way back, then we're kind of lost in the, in the details. But uh, BYU used to wear the coolest blue uniforms back in the day, back when Danny Ainge was the guard. Uh, we only saw these on the road, and here's a good look at one from the BYU uniform tracker. They do um, a great job. Uh, what they do after BYU games, by the way, is they post different versions of uniforms. Yeah. And this, this is an old oldie but a goodie. I'd love to see this one come back. What made this one different is um, they didn't wear these at home. You know, now they'll wear any color at home. You know, football wears a different color every game. Uh, just because of marketing's changed. Right. It used to be the home whites, and, and those were the road jerseys. And so on the road, it was cool when the team came out in the darks. Um, that's a classic uniform. And it was also from a classic time. You were a ball boy as a kid, were you not? Yeah, back in the day. When Danny Ainge and those guys were out there, I was out there mopping up their sweat, you know, living the dream. How old were you? Twelve. Twelve? Twelve years old. That's amazing. Danny and I have talked about it before. He doesn't remember me, but I remember him because he would come out and I'd, I'd rebound for him. Yeah. Here's the biggest man on campus talking to me about seventh grade and uh, what girls I talked to that day and how <laughs> school is going. And I'm just thinking, no one at Lake Ridge Junior High is going to know we're friends. Yeah. But it meant not the world me. to me yeah. that somebody like that. And, and, and as I've gotten older, and, and, and that jersey reminds me, we are so influenced by people. And when we can be influenced by good people, we never forget it. Yeah. And when I see Danny and we're talking about whatever, I always remember when I was 12 and he was nice to me. Yep. That's, so, that's so cool. And that was that his jersey. Cool. That's good stuff. Yeah, in football, it's, it's weird because the, the uh, kind of non-white is your home jersey. But in basketball, it's still white. Yeah. So there you go, mostly white. But yeah, I love that uni- I love the black unis they wore Tuesday. Right. And uh, yeah, amazingly, as a ball boy, you somehow got a worse seat as a broadcaster. You're on the second row. I know. <laughs> used to be front row. I know. How did guys, that? How does guys that happen? Fly into you. It's dangerous. Yeah, down wait there a being minute. A ball boy. You got to be ready to go. That was the coolest. Game they go down there. to the other end. You got to mop yeah. it up. Let's and go. Twenty thousand, twenty-two thousand fans That's going nuts. Cool. One day, I don't have to say this. Great BYU played LaSalle in the Cougar Classic, and Michael Brooks scored like you were at I don't that know game. How many points? I was the ball boy. Oh my game. gosh! That's after the game, he, I don't know how many points he had, but it might have been fifty or whatever. But after the game. I went up and asked him for his wristband. I never asked for anything. I just didn't, but for him, and he goes, absolutely, he took it off, and I put it on my arm. It went from my wrist to my elbow. 
which covered is like in my, a, almost a cubit. Covered in sweat. I go out to the car with my mom and dad, and we're driving home. I'm going, look what I got. And my mom's totally grossed out. Do you still have it's it? It's all sweaty. No. Oh! No, I don't. I don't know where it is. But, um, I, but I, I just That's remember awesome. that night. And he was cool. And, uh, but his wristband covered my whole arm. Yeah. That's amazing. That's why down a, there in the pit. I have a similar experience with Shane Muirbrook, which I'll share another time. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. And he'll be hammered at the far boundary. LJ running hard for the sticks. Drummers makes the catch at 40, 35, 30. Turn the corner, gets in the end zone. Touchdown on BYU. January 11th might as well feel like you know, September uh, 14th. That's yes. how we roll on this program. Because the weather's so nice outside. <laughs> it's so great. Didn't take forever to get into work today. We don't exactly know the opponent order of the 2024 uh, BYU football schedule, but we know the opponents, Dave. So because it is Thursday, January 11th, and we can, what would be your ideal schedule if you could lay it out how you want with the two bye weeks? Because it's an August 31st week one, you get two bye weeks, baby. And hopefully you just noticed what Dave's schedule was up there. That's, how That's fast all we're going to show you. There's going to be a quiz after the show on what you saw. So we expect the schedule to come out next week uh, from the Big 12. So these are advanced thoughts. That's news to me. That's exciting. Yeah, but They've always said middle of January. Well, last year it took a long time. It was the time. middle of January. But they did promise us it wouldn't be later. Yeah. So, you know, let's hold them to it. Yeah. So, so in the event that we get it next week, we're thinking about it. So here's, here's my dream schedule for mm. how this will shake out. And, and I, haven't, I haven't seen it. You saw it there in a second, and now let's bring it back. And here we go. So we got Southern Illinois out of the gate. Yep. Then SMU. It's, right now, that's an open date if you, if you look at where schedules are. But they have a date with SMU. I think mm-hmm. they pin it there. Uh, and then Wyoming. Don't love the Wyoming game. Don't understand the Wyoming game outside of we're keeping our word. They came here. We're going there. Yeah, G5 that's road be games. That's a tough one. No, thanks. They got a new coach, uh, which will help BYU. But BYU will be. They are counting down the second. We count down the season. They're counting down the seconds to when BYU rolls back into War Memorial. Then we get into Big 12 conference play at home against Houston. Uh, and then at Arizona State. Late September will be warm, mm-hmm. but that's a decent time to go down there. And then conference weekend. Where's the conference weekend game? I'm going to give us a bye that week. Mm. Uh, we don't lose a practice day by playing Friday. I love Friday night games, and I love that tradition. But in a season where you have two byes, I'm like, that seems to be a logical spot. Plus, it gives BYU two weeks to prep for the reunion with Kansas. They could have beat last year, eliminate some turnovers, yep. and that's a different thing. Jeff Grimes, OC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be cool. Uh, and then go to Orlando in October, Oklahoma State in Provo, Arizona in Provo, at Baylor. Uh, that'll be an interesting one. Baylor was really bad last year can they just all of a sudden bounce back to where they were two years ago i don't know and you had the bye week there between those two and the bye week there for the stretch run Mm -hmm. uh and then finishing up with uh with utah on thanksgiving weekend now i had to check the calendar because i didn't initially i didn't have two buys in there and i'm like wait a sec we can't finish on the 23rd and i looked big 10 and sec their schedule's already out and alabama auburn michigan ohio state that's the 30th so that's when the networks are putting big games BYU-Utah is a big game to Brett Yormark. That's why the Utes are even in the league. And so I had to go back in and put another bye. So a season of two byes. But Thanksgiving weekend yeah. up in Salt Lake City. 
So it, it's pretty that's good. It. That's it. It's pretty good. Um, okay, let's uh, roll. Let's out see Mike. what you got. Okay, uh, the first three are the same as you with non-conference. Expected to be the first three weeks. There's we'll really see. no room for yep. creativity there. Let's have the regular season finale be the first one. Oklahoma State in Provo on September 21st. Let's okay. let's just do that. Then I go bye week right there. You'll see that I go four games by week, bye four week. games by week, four games. Okay. That would be ideal, right? Uh, Kansas is your second game, and I have that on a Friday night. The, the compelling nature of Jeff Grimes and Kansas back in uh, Provo, I think that would be a fun Friday night game. At Baylor on the 12th, Kansas State at home. At UCF, I put that later in the year so you have better weather in Orlando. You go there. By week again. Houston on a Thursday. That feels like a Thursday kind of matchup. I think that would be fun. And coming off of bye week, so you're not limited in your preparation there per se. And then I push the kind of regional three, the okay. pack. 12-3 that come in, no Colorado on the schedule. And at Arizona State, I would like better weather game in November than Arizona at home, than at Utah. At Utah, we agree. I think most of you agree. Should be the last so game you'd of like, the year. So you'd like Arizona up here in the cold? and Bring Arizona up to yep the cold. Okay. Uh, right. Hopefully it's like a night game and it's just miserable. That would be fun. So four games, bye, four games, bye, four games. Um, you know, I had a lot of alternation there. There's never... Uh, two home games in a row. There's only two road games in a row with the road schedule and non-conference. There's two non-Saturdays. They're two of four uh, at home in November, and then, as I mentioned, the regional three. So that would be ideal for me. Now, in the end, I don't anticipate, like last year, that we'll have more than two road or two home consecutive. I think there was good kind of balance. The two bye weeks thing is going to be really interesting to see yeah. where those get put. Because you could put the bye in between two road games and you're not feeling like you're going back to yes. back. So the byes add some creativity, especially the second one. When you start in August and you're going to finish on the last Saturday of November, then, then unless you add Hawaii or something, you add another game. And I don't think BYU needs to do that. No. Um, if you did do that, I'd, I'd want to play earlier in August. Yeah. <laughs> so you had another Even practice earlier. game. Wow. Yeah, just, to get a, just to get another game in before this stretch run because BYU's breaking in so many new things, including a new quarterback, or bringing in a young quarterback who needs some practice games to get ready for, for the P5s, meaning Retzlaff. I haven't gotten on four. Give him some, give him some Wyoming he, SMU. At some point, he's going to play Southern a P5 Illinois. that wasn't like an eight-plus win team at some that point. was top five in the Big 12. Like his... His four Power Five starts were really difficult. Those yeah. those were not a Cincinnati at home. So give him a, a reboot. At home. Give him yeah. a reboot against a G five and run the offense and and build some confidence there. Uh, but that schedule, no matter how we draw it up, it's going to be challenging. And uh, and if it's not the toughest, it'll be the second toughest in school history from one that they just went through. And last year uh, was hard, man. And, and, I, and I love it. I love it because uh, you, you miss Oklahoma and Texas in there, but they haven't been in long enough with BYU to you know you know have some kind of uh, devastating end right. of a relationship. But uh, the best ones you see in there is Utah's back. I love the Arizona State series. That's a great one. BYU fans all over that part of the state down there, and and uh, and Arizona's figured it out in football, and and now all of a sudden had a tremendous year. You know, if you're if you're to pick the top teams in the league based on the finish. You'd have to put Arizona at two Near or the one, top. right yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know who you'd put at number one after you take Oklahoma and Texas. I think out. Utah fans think they'll be number yeah, one. Yeah, I wouldn't. They put could number be one. number one. Yeah, they could be, but so could six others. You know, Kansas State. Maybe Kansas State goes up there. 
Um, Perhaps. Matt Baylor, Oklahoma State, brings back their running back and quarterback. Yeah. Maybe they go up, but... There's going to be a lot of parity. Like, this, I thought it was going to be this way this year, but Texas actually had a good year finally because yeah. they haven't for yeah, a long time. Good. Oklahoma uh, rebounded nicely, but they weren't, you know, the best team in the league like perhaps they have been a lot of the time. It's the land of 9-3, and 8-4. and four. And I wonder with this schedule and, and in the future how often BYU can push for a conference championship. It doesn't feel like BYU is ready to do that this next season. Hopefully we hope – the BYU takes a step forward, obviously makes a bowl game, but can you get into that kind of eight-ish win range? That'd be nice. Like seven to nine would be amazing. Nine would be tremendous. Puts you in a good money-making bowl. Yes. And keeps you a field goal or a turnover away from being in the, in the upper echelon of the league and maybe in the top 12. What, how many losses out of nine conference games will the champ have? And how many will there be tied with that? Because you're going to have 16 teams in the league. Is it going to be a 7-2 and two, uh, trio of teams and one team with the tiebreaker loses out? It feels like if basketball is the model, what we're seeing this year with a really good Holy cow. stack thing is the, the champion. What, the champion last year was Kansas. Did they have five losses? I think so. Maybe six. Uh, we're certainly heading that way. Kansas out of the should have two losses. Yeah. <laughs> they have one. Exactly. But Kansas, Kansas not a world beater. So if that's like the model. Thought, although they are legit, let's be honest. Yeah. If that's the model going in, I think what will be interesting is when we get the schedule and we start picking wins, we'll have a totally different perspective than last year where it was like, well, we, they should do this. and, we, and we should do, Now it's like, uh, I don't know. This one, I don't know. This one, I'm not sure. Is there a guaranteed <laughs> win in football? I, I, w- I would say you feel good about uh, you know, Arizona State. But if you're BYU, how, how uh, verbose can you be about that? Because you were 2-7 and seven in the league. Like, you're coming, coming in pretty humble this year, hoping to surprise some people. Um, and uh, we'll see what BYU does. There, there's history with Arizona. There's some history with Baylor. Um, and then you've played a bunch of these teams from last year. Like, UCF is a new thing, although you have a couple of games from about a decade ago. I, I can't wait, man. It's going to be exciting. More Lopini Katoa diving catches against <laughs> UCF. It... Uh... It's going to be really cool, and uh, it's going to be really different, and the fans in the stands will have a different perspective. Now that uh, uh, I go back to what Mark Pope said before Big 12 play started when we said, uh, are you Big 12 ready? And he goes, I don't know. We've never done it before. So Let's jump in and say Now football's done it before. And the other sports, too. Soccer knows exactly what, what it's Soccer done. and volleyball were volleyball completely ready. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now they go back to win again, yep. to win championships. Yep. Uh, for BYU, they've, they've been there and they've done that. They know what Oklahoma State's defense is. And they know that they're not going to go away, even if you're ahead 24 to 6. And the Ollie Gordon just throw that now. won't be there. Yeah. Is he going to the league? I hope he's going to the league. I that think he's awesome. coming back. Last I heard he was coming back. Oh, no. <laughs> with, the, with the quarterback, the Bowman kid. I know Bowman's back for yeah. seventh year. Yeah. And, and Arizona's bringing a bunch a of talent. Yeah. Cam Rising. Yeah. Uh, I think you've got to defend the home turf, which is hard defend to do. But you still have the advantage. You've got the rock. You've got uh, the atmosphere. You play better at home. If you can figure out in this league to defend the turf. That's why losing to Cincinnati in basketball was a shocker because it was the Marriott Center. Yeah. You expect to defend the turf because then that puts you in a position to steal one on the road. And now you're in it. Uh, but, again, as we've seen, if you lose one at home, you've got to go find one on the road. And last year on the road in the Big 12, we found a lot of problems. It was tough. Four and two, two and four maybe. You go four and two at home in football, two and four on the road. You yeah. at least get to a bowl game that way. Which, by the way, two non-conference road games. Yeah. At SMU, which is a game, hey, SMU had a nice year. I don't uh, love that. This year, for sure. But five conference home games, yeah. and if you throw in a, a, a second 
home non-conference game. Now you're up to seven. Would have loved you start that. To press. Instead of that Wyoming, maybe a home G5 game, you, seven home games? Yeah, and then you start to price some folks out a little bit because I like winning more than I like for that. ticket convenience. <laughs> That's just me. But I don't know when we've had seven I'm not the one paying games. for it. Right. I don't know if we've had seven home games. It wasn't a, an additional uh, Texas A&M pigskin classic or whatever. We're going to play that here. Yeah. And, uh, or you play Hawaii, and then you get an extra to right. offset all that. Um, uh, Notre Dame and those schools, they have seven, sometimes eight. Virginia's had eight. In like, the more power season. to them. But they're paying more for power it. power meaning money. Yeah, they're paying for it. Yeah. Um, or wins, too. I would love to have seven. Do you eight, like winning more or do you like ticket prices? You know, that's, yeah. uh, that's yeah. what that Those uh, folks sitting is. up there in EE, they might go, you know what, I like winning <laughs> and ticket prices, so give me six home games. We'd like, it, we'd like <laughs> it all, right? But I would rather have winning over almost anything else. Okay, our question today is this. We know the BYU football Big 12 opponents for the 2024 season. What will you be looking for when the order of the games is released? Fifth quarter, BYU on X. When the bye weeks are, Utah at the end of the season, and when the trip to Orlando is. See, the fifth quarter there is a deep thinker. He's like, okay, when is the extra week of preparation ahead of the next opponent? Yes. And, and that's, I, that's important. I wouldn't mind, like I threw in mind, like a Thursday Houston game. And then if you had the bye week before that, that, now I'm more inclined to have that kind of home game. Granted, a home game is okay there. At Daniel Ryan Evans on X. When I can plan my vacations and when I can plan them around, it's hard to keep waiting and waiting and waiting. It, it is true. A lot of you plan, like, I want a vacation and go to this game. Yeah. Or when it's the bye week, I know, uh, you know, they, frankly, there are weddings planned on the bye weeks. Yeah. When the weddings are the day of the games, I have some questions. Because there's plenty of advance notice <laughs> on, on, on moving that around. Uh, yeah. I th- it's, it's, it'll be interesting. Um, and, again, I think the bye weeks are the, the significant ones. Two this year because yeah. August. So that's going to be interesting. We could have used two this year, this past year, just a, yeah. an extra week of recovery. Yeah. And getting a lot some of back. injuries. Lot, yeah, power five balls, a little tougher. Continue to weigh in on X, Facebook, and Instagram. BYU and UCF in Orlando on Saturday. You can follow the action starting at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio with Ben Bagley. Game coverage, Greg Rubel, Mark Durant. Did you see UCF last night? Oh, my goodness. They look good. Beat number three, Kansas. Up next, Blaine Fowler gives us his ideal football schedule. If the expectations for Saturday's men's basketball game at UCF have changed, this is BYU Sports Nation. Cougar basketball fans play their first ever Big 12 conference. And this is going to go back to the house for a touchdown. Corner, Trevin yes! Dell, how about that? 72 is your final score. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play. I'm Jerem Jordan. He is Dave McCann, the former ball boy at BYU. He's done some other stuff since then, but uh, that's... Top, top of the LinkedIn should started. be if it's not. Uh, Blaine Fowler now joins us uh, from his home in Provo. Blaine, how you doing, man? And uh, we look forward to the football schedule here hopefully in a week. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good. I wanted to come in with you guys, but, you know, all the snow, I just couldn't make it because of all the snow. Well, <laughs> you should have Brenda out shoveling earlier than you do. <laughs> she's, she's out shoveling right now. While I do oh, gosh, get out of here. Hey, and you guys made me take my blurred background off. So this right here. That's James Christensen. Sometimes the spirit touches us through our weakness, which is a, mm. which is uh, a see, really that's, cool. That's a lot better than what we had a minute. Yeah, yeah that's a, it's, 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 it's one, one of my favorite one of my favorite pieces of James Christensen because it points out that um, 
you know, as we're humbled, and this guy who's got this hunchback, as we're humbled, that's we we're more in tune with the spirit, and sometimes the spirit touches us through our weakness. So that's we'll do a little art here to start today. How's that's that? Good. On the other wall, Snoop Dogg's greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's> not. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly BYU uh, transition was uh, humbled at times with the football schedule last year, and uh, five and seven this close to a bowl game. Now we know the opponents, Blaine, but we don't know the dates per se. Uh, so what would be your ideal football schedule with two buys this year uh, for BYU? Right. Yeah, I, I like the idea of having a couple of buys. I, I, I agree with what you guys were talking about just a minute ago, and that is that um, the fact that you have two road um, preseason games is not ideal, right? And so th- th- this is what I've put together. And, and this is this is Tom Homo and BYU. Um, they're, they're, you know, we talk about loyal, strong, and tr- they're loyal. And they had this contract with SMU, and most programs would have just said, no, nah, we're getting out of that. We're going to get somebody to come and play at our place. And they said, no, we're going to honor it. We're honorable. We're going to do it. I, so i got to give them kudos. I don't like that they go on the road to SMU in Wyoming, but let's get it over with right at the beginning. So you, you open it at home against Southern Illinois. That's set. That SMU game, um, uh, I would say you stick in there on the 7th and then at Wyoming on the 14th. That's another loyal game at Wyoming. And then I think I think you open up league play – um, at home against Houston. And I like the idea of playing back-to-back home games to start the conference season to get off on the right foot. Um, and so I've got Houston and Kansas coming in uh, to BYU. And I, I feel like, knowing who's coming back and all of that, they have a chance to, to start out 5-0 and with that schedule um, and, and to be feeling really good. Then I have them with a bye week right after that Kansas game. And the reason I want that before they go on one of the long road trips of the year, before they go to Baylor um, in Texas, they have a chance to have that extra bit of time to prepare. And I've also given them the bye week on conference weekend, you which and I think is, is always good. Yeah, Dave and I are the overthinking. We like to have our thinking. schedules clear for conference weekend. <laughs> yes, we do. And then, and then Arizona comes in um, into Provo. I'm excited that they get to play Arizona at home to start simply because I think Arizona may be the most talented team in the league coming back. Um, one of the newcomers, I realize, but, man, they were on a roll, and they have a bunch of really good players back, including their quarterback. So you get them at home, and then you go on the road, and, Jeremy, you mentioned that Arizona State is really in a rebuild and will be again this next year. And so so you go on the road to Arizona State, um, and, and then uh, I, I have Oklahoma State. Oh, these, these are switched – I, I had Oklahoma State on the 26th, um, and then oh, uh, oh no, no, that that that's right. At Arizona State on the 26th, Oklahoma State. No, that's right, that's right. November 2nd, and then I have a bye week before they take their next long road trip, the longest road trip of the year to Central Florida. I simply like the ability to have an extra couple of days to prepare when you have long travel that's in store for you, because you really lose a practice or two when you go back to the East Coast. And Kalani's philosophy is a day for each time zone. So when they go back to the East Coast, they'll go back on Thursday instead of on Friday. That's why I want that bye before Central Florida on the road. And then they finish up with Kansas State on the 23rd of November and Utah at Utah on Thanksgiving weekend. I think Kansas State's going to be another really good team. So I like them in the cold weather, late in November, at elevation in Provo. Um, and so, so that's my lineup. It's it's five games out of the out of the shoots, a bi-week conference weekend, um, 
Pre- prepare for Baylor on, on a long road trip during the bye week. Then you get who I think may be the best team in the league, Arizona, um, on the road or at home. On the road at Arizona State, winnable game. I, I don't know. I, I look at this and I'm like, man, could they start out, you know, six and two to start out the season? Could they be bowl eligible? I've set the schedule up this way because I think they can be bowl eligible without a lot of pressure going down the stretch to get bowl eligible. Um, and that was a big monkey on their back in those last couple of games this last year. I, th- I think they're bowl eligible much earlier in the season this next season. And mark it down. I think they're going to be have one of the top two defenses in total defense and scoring defense in the Big 12 this next Let's year. Let's go. Mark that down. We're marking it right down right now. You know, all these projections are awesome, and they're, they're based on a completely healthy team, both, both for BYU and the, and the teams right. that they'll face. So we've got that, and then hopefully we get the league schedule next week, and then we'll kind of compare and see uh, how it stacks up with how we thought. Let's move to the other league, uh, the basketball league, which uh, we are right early into, but it's, it's a madhouse all over the place. Last night we watched UCF beat Kansas at home. UCF hosts BYU on Saturday. UCF was picked thir- 14th. BYU's picked 13th. Uh, we kind of figured this would be a win for BYU. What did you see last night, and did it change your opinion about what the challenge is on Saturday? It, it more confirmed, yeah, it, does, it definitely changes my opinion, but it more confirms what we've been talking about, Dave, all through this preseason about this league, and that is that any team in this league can beat any other team in the league if they shoot the ball and take care of the ball, right? And so you look at Central Florida, they go on the road at Kansas State, and they lose by 25 points, um, but they shoot 33% from the field and 23% from three. So they were miserable shooting the ball. They turned it over. Um, Darius Johnson was the only guy that was in double figures at, at 10. Um, and they just they just had s- struggles scoring, right? But then they come home, and, and when they're comfortable at home, they, they shoot just under 43% from the field. They shoot 35% from three, which is respectable. Um, they, they force 18 turnovers, from Kansas, which I think is the big key. And they have three guys in double figures. Johnson gets 17, but but their big guy, um, you know, Diallo, the seven-footer, has a big contribution with 13 and five. Um, Sellers com- comes off and leaves him with 18. So they've got a really good guard line that can attack the basket. Um, they can score. They can get to the free throw line. Uh, so it, it confirms what we were thinking, but even more so, and that is – any team in this league at home, when they're shooting the basketball and taking care of the ball, can beat any other team in this league, including Kansas or Houston or Baylor. Um, I was not discouraged by BYU's Baylor performance. I was discouraged by their Cincinnati performance. Baylor turned it over 18 or 14 times, which is not crazy too many, but but the kind of turnovers where they resulted in 18 points off of turnovers, they got to clean that up a little bit. And they got to be a little quicker on the rotations, especially against the Central Florida team, who's not quite as quick as Baylor, so that they're not fouling when they help and reaching and putting Central Florida on the line for 14 more times than BYU gets to the line. You clean up those two things, you can, you can go win on the road at, at Central Florida. BYU shot it well on the road, 49% at Baylor, so they're capable of shooting on the road. They got to clean up those those little things. They got to take care of the ball, and they got to guard better without fouling. And they can come out of there with a win, and then they get, you know, then they get to come home. Certainly, the urgency is there because if you don't beat UCF on the road, 
You've got an Iowa State team that just beat Houston coming in Tuesday. Texas Tech looks really good. Then Houston, who might be the best team in the league. I don't know. With Kansas and Baylor, there's a lot of good teams. Texas, West Virginia is the lowest ranked team in the league. But on that, the road. Is, that is a hard game on the road. you got to go two times. They're over. good. Yeah. BYU has to win on Saturday. Just no question. Got to show up and get it done. Yeah. And, and, and I do think – they, I felt like they made a job. I felt like they were almost like Dave, you and I were talking about this the other day. They felt like they were a little bit in a panic against Cincinnati at home, the home big 12 opener. Maybe the environment got to them, right? And Cincinnati played loose because they sure seemed like they were rushing shots and they were in a hurry. And I love the adjustments that Mark Pope made. Um, he basically said to this team, listen, yes, we're a three point shooting team, but you know what we are? We're a good open look three-point shooting team that shares the basketball. Go ahead and take 35 threes that are come in our offense. Don't dribble into 46 threes and take a bunch of contested threes. We're, we're hunting open threes, not hunting threes, right? There's a big difference between hunting open threes and just hunting threes. And at Baylor, you know, they only had 26 three attempts because they took threes that were open and they made the extra pass and they were more patient, and and they were in that game, even with the fact that Jackson Robinson doesn't seem to be quite back yet, and they're still trying to figure out how to play through and with Foose on the floor. But he was significantly better in that game. I think he takes another step forward, and you got to get guys like Noah Waterman to just chill out, calm down, and make his open shots. I, I think BYU still um, has more potential to reach and and if they take a step forward they have a chance it's funny because the espn matchup indicator even after what's happened this last weekend they still have byu going 11 and 5 down the stretch which blows me away i don't have them 11 and 5 but but that's all based on analytics and espn has them going 11 and 5 to finish out uh of the season that would make them 11 and 7 in conference man i would be happy with 7 mm. and 11 in conference yeah for sure. Amen to that. And uh, BYU really needs it on Saturday. Blaine, as always, we appreciate the time. We'll explore more of the art in your house the next time you're on. Beautiful. We'll do a different angle, and we'll do somebody else. We'll and would you, would you get a shovel and go out and help Brenda for crying out loud? There's a lot of you know snow what? out there. I told her I was going to be on for 45 minutes, so hopefully the driveway's done. <laughs> <laughs> well Blaine, played. Thanks, man. Thanks, Blaine. See you guys. BYU women back at the Marriott Center on Saturday. They're still hunting for their first yep. win in the Big 12. Cincinnati's coming to town. Coverage starts at 6 Eastern with Spencer Linton and Kristen Kozlowski on ESPN+. Jason Shepard will have the call on BYU Radio. Coming up, an update on Dawson Baker's foot. It's a ball night for men's volleyball. And where is Jackson Robinson in the latest NBA mock draft? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I'm Jeremy. He's Dave. Let's get to today's headlines. We're having a fun show today. It's a good vibe going around for Thursday. For a Thursday, it's snow day. 20 degrees yeah. outside. Last night, BYU basketball with Mark Pope. His show, the head coach, gave an update on Dawson Baker's situation and his availability this season. Yeah, it's not final, final, but it's, it's heavily looking like he's going to ha- have to have surgery again. And so we'll see. Um, you know, we should get a final word here in the next 24 hours, but that's the way it looks right now. 
and, and, next, and we'll see. The next time we see Dawson Baker, let's hope he's got a healthy foot, but it'll be in the next season. BYU at Orlando playing UCF on Saturday. The search for the elusive first Big 12 win for women's hoops uh, continues after losing last night against Houston 79-69. Cougar shot 50% from the field, but had 25 turnovers. What did we say yesterday? So it's those turnovers. Turnovers kill you, man. Whiting, Smiler, Davenport each had 15 apiece. Gustin had another double-double, or nation-leading 15th, 71st career. 14.17 rebounds. Up next, Cincinnati in Provo Saturday. Number nine, BYU men's volleyball. They're on the road tonight at number 10, Loyola, Chicago. You want to go somewhere colder than here, go to Chicago. <laughs> Cougars are 2-0 after sweeping Ball State at home last weekend. Hey, a couple of uh, big matches this week. Loyola, Chicago, and Lewis. Yeah. Men and women's track and field begins competition at the BYU Cougar Invitational today at Smith Fieldhouse through Saturday. UVU, SUU, Utah Tech, Salt Lake Community College, all in the house. Men's tennis gets their 2024 spring schedule underway at San Diego State today. There's a nice place to be. It'll be the first official match under new head coach Zach Warren. Gymnast Anissa Alvarado is the Big 12 Event Specialist of the Week after a 9.95 on bars. Tremendous. Alvarado and BYU return to action this week in the Sprouts Farmers Market Collegiate Quad Saturday at the Maverick Center in West Valley, Utah. That's a long title for an event. Yes, it is. Like seven words. It's got to be good. Bunch of teams, seven-word <laughs> event. BYU Swim and Dive swept the Big 12 Weekly Awards. Luigi Riva, the Men's Swimmer of the Week. Joseph Payan, the Men's Newcomer of the Week. Thais Ibanez, the Women's Swimmer of the Week. And Annie Richner, the Women's Newcomer of the Week. That's big news in the pool. I've mentioned it, but Annie Richner is Dave Rose's granddaughter. And uh, Brock Richner's uh, daughter. So that's pretty cool. That you, got, cool. you got like third generation BYU right there. BYU number six in the Learfield IMG College Directors Cup through the fall sports season. BYU number two among Big 12 teams is playing Texas thanks to impressive seasons from men and women's cross country, women's volleyball, and of course women's soccer going to the Final Four. It's outstanding. Congrats to Puka Nakua, named the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month for December and January. Nakua and the Rams play the Lions. Who do you like this weekend? Lions that or game, Rams in Detroit? I like Matt Stafford's former or current team, uh, which would be, but no. I like the Lions at home. Although the Rams could go in there and absolutely win that game. Rams are a dark horse in this whole NFC side. I Detroit think. would just be a, devastated if they have that great season and they can't win the one home playoff game. Oh, that'd be tough. I'm going for Detroit now. But I want Puka to have like three other games. All right. Okay, those are today's headlines. Time now for the Big 12 Roundup. Two games in action last night. Notably, number three, Kansas goes down at UCF. 65-60. UCF trailed by 16 points in the first half, but UCF comes back. There was a big storm, and there were some big leaves, these fawns that they just brought into the arena and were shaking them. It got weird. It was uh, a madhouse. It was a madhouse, and uh, UCF pulls off the upset, and BYU goes in there on Saturday. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> just sets, I sense a little sarcasm there, the Dave. stage for they're all big, and we didn't think this one was going to be that big, let's no. be honest. Now uh, but now it's bigger. now it's bigger because now you go in there and beat a team that just beat Kansas, and Trends you already have a net that's four. Everything's solidifying you to come what may to stay up high. Yep. But uh, dang, if there's, good Mulan, if there's a sneaky team yeah. in the Big 12, I think it's Oklahoma. They're number nine. The Oklahoma Sooners number nine going into the game last night against TCU, who should have beat Kansas but didn't. Uh, but TCU beat number nine Oklahoma. Last night, Emmanuel Miller, 
27 points. BYU does not play TCU, which I'm fine with because TCU looked good against Kansas, and now they, they've beaten Oklahoma 80-71. to 71. BYU does play TCU. March 2nd. Do they play TCU? You play everybody. Yeah, at least once. I stand corrected. Yeah. I was kind of thinking that... <laughs> Were you excited about not playing TCU? Not I'm at, really, after I'm the really first sorry. two games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, TCU uh, beats Oklahoma, sets the tone for this yep. wild week that we've had, and it's going to be this way till March. Uh, it's just going to be this way till March. One, two, three, five have lost in the last two days, and number nine. It's number 11 last night. It's crazy in college basketball right now. That is the Big 12 Roundup. Now let's whip it. Google Whip Around is presented by Marister E-Commerce Logistics Shipping. ESPN NBA Draft experts Jonathan Givoni and Jeremy Wu made their early 2024 mock draft that has Jackson Robinson as a second-round pick to the Celtics. Has his stock been affected by that sprained ankle and his last two performances? No. Clearly here, no. No, uh, not in this Are one. you surprised? Am I surprised that he's still in the second round after yeah. the two games? Uh, no. No. Um, yeah, he's, he's shown to do well. He's had a two-game stretch where it wasn't maybe as strong as shooting the basketball. He was he was fine uh, against Baylor. He struggled shooting the ball a little bit against Cincinnati there. But, uh, no, I'm a... I'm, uh, this is a big stretch for yeah. him. He's, got a, he's going up against big-time yeah. talent. And uh, NBA guys produce. You'll have some opportunities for great film here. Nick Saban retiring as Alabama's head coach. Does this open BYU's national championship window, Dave? Of course it does. <laughs> As, as it does for every other team. It's been Not open since. Not named Georgia because they still they kind of got the It's been open since 85. Yeah. What a fantastic coach. I've always appreciated how he's run his organization like a corporation. Yeah. And, and he doesn't let the players get too far ahead of themselves without putting them in check. Uh, what a tremendous career. Great. Why you never coach. played yeah. Nick Saban. Never did. Never did. You guys coached a million games. Yep. There was that rumor during 2020 that BYU was going to. Then COVID wiped like, out why, all that no, non-conference no, no. business. Yeah. All right, here's another one. Patriots yeah. and head coach Bill Belichick are parting ways today. That's the buzz. Yep. Which is crazy. Saban one day, Belichick the yeah. next. How will he be remembered? His six Super Bowls or making the trade to get Kyle Van Noy out of Detroit? Two tremendous questions. <laughs> uh, back to back. It would be um, it would be all the Super Bowl wins. It would be Deflate Gate. It would be Spygate. It would be all of it. Van Noy um, has two Super Bowl rings. But Van Noy does that. have. Steve Young was on the show that day, and we said, "Hey, this just happened." Steve and he goes, "Oh, he's going to win the Super Bowl." They did. It's like Steve knows what he's talking. about. Van Noy told us a story of getting traded, and he goes to practice, and he comes up to Belichick for the first time, and, and Belichick says, "Hey, I always get my guys." Wanted you in the draft, yep. it didn't yep. work out, but I got you now. Yep. And it made Van Noy feel like a million bucks. Washington wide receiver Romeo Adunze is a projected top 10 pick in the NFL draft. He went on an Oregon Twitter spaces last night, said he might return to Washington next season just to beat Oregon again. Is that elite rivalry trolling? It's next level. <laughs> it's next what level. What is he doing jumping on there? <laughs> Which, by the way, Dan Lanning has said this morning, well, in a video, that he's going to stay at Oregon and not go to Alabama. Really? So we'll see who the Alabama next guy is. There That's was a report be... that Lanning was in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, and that he was the number one. You know, there, Steve Sarkeesian's name is being kicked around, too. Absolutely. Is, is Alabama a bigger job than Texas? I wouldn't want to be the guy after the guy, and you got it going at Texas right now. I know. I wouldn't leave Texas. That's going to be an Although you could get paid more at Alabama than Texas, which is shocking. Really? Oh, yeah. No, Sarkeesian is not one of the top ten head coaches in salary in the country now. Well, if I'm Texas, I look at that contract. He could be paid way more. Yeah. Yeah, I would would look at that, too. In case you missed any of last night's BYU basketball with Mark Pope or our Deep Blues, 
player coaches interviews, our trending topics, or other BYU Sports Nation content, you can always find it at BYUSN.com. It feels like we have a professional in our midst. Yes, we do. NCAA and U.S. champion Kenneth Rooks is in studio to tell us why now is the right time to go pro and what it's like signing a deal with Nike. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. Jerem Jordan alongside Dave McCann. Big news coming out this week. Kenneth Rooks going pro. Going to forego the eligibility and just get started, man. Nike signs him. Uh, he's getting married next month. A lot of things happening for Kenneth Rooks, who now joins us in Studio B. Kenneth, welcome back uh, to the show, man. Thank you. Glad to be back. Congrats on uh, going pro. What went into this decision? Yeah. Uh, well, what, what went into this yeah. decision? Uh, it was a big decision for me. I think that um, going pro has been something I've considered, but it really became a reality this last summer with the success that I had that I could run professionally uh, and I could be very successful at it. And uh, in the summer, it didn't really feel like the right time for me. Uh, I still didn't quite feel like I had accomplished everything I'd wanted to in college yet. It's part of the reason why I stayed and came back for cross country this season. Um, but yeah, coming back for cross country and uh, competing with the team uh, at nationals, getting third overall as a team, and being an All American, I I feel like I've I've done everything uh, that I've done enough that I could be satisfied with what I've done in college, and that's what helped me uh, make the decision of of going pro now versus maybe another time. So when, so when Nike calls, I yeah. want to do a deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, the difference between that shirt today and maybe yesterday or last yeah. week is you're getting paid to wear that shirt today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was it like uh, for Nike and you to, to come to terms with, with a sponsorship? Uh, it was very, uh, very cool. Uh, I'm very grateful that I get to represent Nike. Uh, Nike is a brand that I've used uh, almost all of my life. Uh, my mom actually was working for Nike when she was pregnant with me. Mm. And so it's, so it's full circle. Yeah, it's kind of full circle <laughs> a little bit, uh, especially for her. Um, so it, it's, I'm very blessed to be able to represent such a great brand. Uh, they've treated me well. Uh, it's been fun uh, to you know, receive the, the gear they've been sending me and, uh, and uh, just working and meeting the team. Uh, it's, been, it's been really awesome. It's we joked this week that Tiger Woods, yeah, it, Dave said, hey, you know, they let go of Tiger, they signed Kenneth Rooks. Same week. <laughs> Are you the new Tiger Woods of Nike? I, I don't know if I'm the new Tiger Woods of Nike. I don't think I'm on no that. Pressure. I don't think I'm on that level yet, but yeah. Hey, you're in the same week, so you got that <laughs> yeah. going for you. That's yeah. cool. Uh, Olympics is, is, is high on your thing. You and Jimmer might actually appear in the same Olympics. I don't know if you ever thought that day would, would happen. You could walk in the opening ceremonies together, right? Yeah, that, that, that would be pretty happen. cool. That, that could, could happen. happen. That is a reality. That could happen, yeah. What's the path to uh, Paris for you? The path to Paris for me, uh, well, I, I probably will race maybe a few times indoor season just to just to get some races in, and then I'll start building up like my outdoor season in April uh, and uh, stay healthy. That's probably the biggest thing is just stay healthy uh, because as long as I stay healthy, I can I can put myself in uh, good good positions to perform well and compete well and be ready for the U.S. championships and or the Olympic trials. 
Yeah, this summer's going to be uh, fun but busy for you. Yet, you are still taking class at BYU this semester. Yes, I am. Yeah. So what's life like right now is you're still a BYU student, but you're going pro. Yeah. Well, life is is different. It's new. It feels like I'm beginning a new chapter. It feels a little bit different being around uh, some of the guys on the BYU team because I am still... I still have a locker here. I still get to run with them sometimes. I run with the pro guys sometimes too. Um, but I'm used to doing school and running at the same time. So I anticipate it won't be that much different. It'll be a little bit different conversation with my professors. Sure. Uh, that I'm a pro- professional athlete rather than a BYU athlete. You could a little more respect. A little more leniency here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's it feels like the same but also new and and, and exciting and I'm looking forward to uh, all the new experiences I'm going to have and I don't know what to expect with a lot of things and so well you're living the dream especially mm-hmm. as you practice with your teammates yeah uh, and those coming into the program everyone wants this and this opportunity what impact has it had on on the the guys running with you and that are going to come from behind yeah I. I think that to maybe describe the impact uh, that I'm maybe I might have, I could I could talk about maybe the impact of some of the other professional athletes of BYU have had on me. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome to have Jared and Clayton and Connor and other BYU alumni out there um, who maybe aren't aren't training here, but those three they they train here, so we get to see them on occasion, and sometimes they'll come join us with for a workout um, or. It's just exciting to just, it's inspiring to see the success that they've had and the, the careers they had at BYU and then continuing with that and continuing to have success. And so I'm, I think that um, it's, it's important uh, to have them as, as, as a part of inspiring the team at BYU to uh, st- stretch their, their goals and uh, kind of shoot for the stars, shoot a little, maybe a little higher than they might otherwise uh, and I'm excited to maybe be a little bit part of that to inspire them and and to uh, help lift them well plus your coach has done a couple things yeah he's done a couple things too I mean you're surrounded by folks who've been there and done that yeah yeah Mm-hmm. The resumes are pretty good for yeah. the homies around, <laughs> around cross country, yeah, which is yeah. pretty fun. Which, by the way, the Lear Cup uh, directors, Learfield Directors Cup standings came out. You're sixth, thanks to cross country yeah. men and women and uh, soccer and volleyball, which is pretty cool. Well, so what do the next uh, couple of months look like for you as you get ready for uh, April and June and, and July and August in the uh, Olympics and whatnot? Is you have class. You're getting married yep, next month, you mentioned. Yeah, getting married next and month. And you're now a pro athlete? Yep. So no, life's pretty busy right now. Yeah, life is pretty busy. It feels like everything's happening at once right now, uh, but just rolling with it. Um, yeah, me and my fiance are we're working together, supporting each other, which is awesome. Um, and, yeah, so... If, yeah, it's it's a lot happening, but um, <laughs> that I, look yeah. tells a lot, yeah. Kenneth. Hey, in-laws, <laughs> in-laws love when their potential son-in-laws have jobs. Yeah, that's just that's a true. That's that just is a key nice thing on the that list. Nice. Yeah, that's like you nice. you're doing something and mm-hmm. you're doing something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the next few months, I mean, I'm I'm going to be learning a lot. I uh, I am going to be doing some some races that I some new races that I haven't done in the past. Um, but yeah, just. Uh, I still have to work with my coach to figure out my race schedule. I haven't, I haven't solidified that completely. Uh, but um, yeah, there's 
yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at in the next few months. Hey, your comeback story stood alone right up to that soccer team. Incredible, North right? Carolina. Uh, but it's still, uh, it, it's still one for the ages. How many times have you been t- asked about falling down, getting up, and winning the championship? Yeah, I, I'm asked about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm asked about it pretty much every single interview I do. So uh, it's, it's, it, I'll probably be asked about it the rest of my life. Uh, it's humbling to reflect on my experience there and what I was able to do, the things that I learned, and then the impact that it had on so many other people. Um, and isn't it so cool that that story, because you'd be asked about it anyway, you fell at the championships, that the rest of it is you got back up and won? Yeah. Because a lot of stories would just end right there. I was in the championship, I fell and down, I fell down, and I, that yeah, was it for me. I didn't win. Yeah. No, you but you got, a, you got a happy rest of the story. Yeah, I do have a happy rest of the story. So I'm, I'm excited that uh, I get to tell it the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, congrats on all the uh, success. We're excited for you, man. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll be watching and rooting for you, and thanks for coming in. Thank you. Okay. And look, yeah, if you're with Jimmer, that's got to be a cell phone. Need a BYU. Yeah. There may be other BYU athletes there, right? Yeah, yeah I think, Very I well think could happen. Could be, yeah. yeah, let's, let's go, Let's man. get there. Yeah, we'll fun. have to get together and take pictures. So. Thank you, Kevin. All right, check out the latest Her Why podcast with Lauren McLean. It features BYU Director of Sports Medicine and Head Athletic Trainer uh, for Women's Soccer, Carolyn Billings. She reflects on her 30 years at BYU, discusses cancer and loss, A lot of wins, much more. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Carolyn's had a huge impact on BYU Athletics over her time. She's tremendous. After the break, which five football signees are headed to the Polynesian Bowl? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Fun fact, uh, someone, I know who it is, and it's not him, uh, added Dennis Pitta as one of the co-hosts on the IMDb page. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Which is hilarious. (laughs) We don't have time for him today again. Uh, Our question of the day. We know BYU football's Big 12 opponents for the 2024 season. What will you be looking for when the order of the Big 12 games is released? Matt Moon on Instagram. All I care about is Utah November. For some people, that's the answer. That's like it. Matt Moon. That's it. Our elite voice of the day is presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Porter Larson on Facebook. Is Utah where it should be at the end of the season? More than anything, that has to be at the top of the list, or in this case, the bottom of the list. After that, how many games are back-to-back at home or on the road, and what do the home stands look like? Last year, there were not more than two home or road games consecutively. Will right. they keep that? Although, in, um, in November, it was three out of four on the road. That was tough against good teams. Yeah. They ended up being good. Again, that second bye week really kind of adds some relief no matter what kind yeah. of a lineup they come up with. So yeah. it's going to be very interesting when it comes out. Okay, today's Rise and Shout-Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Five football signees have been selected to the 2024 Polynesian Bowl. Devoe Tuatanga, defensive end, from Asiata, linebacker. Falatau Satuala, safety. Reiner Swanson, tight end. And Tana Kua, wide receiver. This is pretty cool. This bowl game is only a couple years old, but uh, it's gaining some steam. A lot of BYU representation. Pretty awesome. Looks good. Our thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Kenneth Lewis. Yeah, they're both great. Great show today. Conversation continues 24-7 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com. Good luck to men's volleyball tonight at Loyola Chicago. We ran out of time for Dennis. Sorry. For Dave, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Abby Beeston. Go Cougs!